Happy Dog Podcast. Welcome back to another mini series. And this time we're going to look at learning theory. Now, don't switch off, don't switch off. This is going to help you train your dog for free. So this will give you all of the hints and tips that dog trainers know behind the scenes, how to train your dog, the kind of nuts and bolts of it all. Why is this important? Well, from day one with our dogs, we have to teach them everything. We have to teach them to go to the toilet in the right place, walk nicely on a lead, play with other dogs, everything and anything. This podcast is going to help your dog live in our world. So let's understand a little bit more about learning theory. So learning theory is important because it really helps us to build a trusting and predictable relationship with our dogs. And predictable is really important to our dogs. It helps them to feel safe and secure. I remember when I was at university doing my master's in animal behaviour and we were talking about different schools of thought when it comes to dog training and whether using punishment is better, using positive reinforcement is better. And for me it's predictable training that is really important if the dog always knows that they're going to get a reward that's really important but equally if the dog can predict that a punishment is going to come I think in some cases that is a bit more safe for the dog because they can learn to avoid it not that in for one second am I advocating that as a method of dog training I'm just saying that sometimes being predictable helps dogs to understand the world that they live in. For me, the worst is sometimes when you're really nice to your dog and you give them rewards and they get praise and encouragement. And then in the next breath, you're punishing them and they have no sense of predictability and control over their environment. Now, as a dog trainer who is fundamentally based in the ethics and welfare of the profession that I'm in, I obviously want everyone to go down a more positive reinforcement based route. I don't think that there's any room for aversives in the industry in which I work. So what I've just said, predictability is the bit I want you to take away, not the fact that I'm advocating the use of punishment. But this is where the debate gets really complicated and complex. And it's quite nuanced in quite a number of different ways and I want to go through all of the different ways that we can train our dogs and explain why I choose the methods that I do. We're also lucky enough to have a case study along the way as well so look out for that. I'm going to talk to you about classical conditioning, operant conditioning, um, the fallout of punishment and why I don't, I don't advocate for the use of it. Um, why we need to be predictable for our dogs, how we can condition positive emotions in our dogs. So many different elements of learning theory that are really important for you and your dog on a day to day basis. I also wanted to do this series because there is a huge rise of aversive based dog trainers on TV and on especially on social media. And these are really problematic for trainers like myself. We spend a lot of time fixing the problems that these people create. Um, it's very much based in old, outdated science and a kind of bullying mentality towards dogs. I'm of the opinion that dogs never choose to come and live with us. If we have a dog in our lives, generally we want them there. It's hard to think of an example where that's not necessarily the case. We choose to go and get a puppy. We choose to rescue a dog. 
therefore it's our responsibility to make sure that those animals that we choose to live with are brought up in a safe environment which is predictable which is generous in its rewards and in a way that is safe from fear and safe from pain and that is one of the animal welfare acts and one of their five freedoms and so it's really important to understand how we can build that environment for our dogs using pain and aversives in dog training for me there is just no place I can't think of a time when I've come across a case where I have not been able to resolve it without resulting to punishment. As we'll look at when we look at operant conditioning, if you can teach something with positive punishment, so the addition of an aversive, you can teach it with positive reinforcement. They're just opposite sides of the same coin. So if you can do something with positive punishment, you can do it with positive reinforcement as well. Understanding all of this will help you look at things on social media, watch things on TV with a slightly more critical eye, understanding why that trainer might have chosen to do the training their way and why we would look at it in maybe a different way. And when I say look at training with a critical eye, I don't just mean people who use positive punishment. I mean all dog training on social media. You don't need a qualification to be a dog trainer. You could just turn up tomorrow and be like, right, that's it. Setting up a website, getting an Instagram handle. That's it. I'm on my road. I'm on my journey. I'm going to be a dog trainer. I've read a book. I've watched a TV program. I'm off. So making sure that when you look at what someone is offering you on social media, you can you can trust that they are giving you the right advice. As I think I've kind of stressed so far, learning theory is part of the foundations to building a strong, solid relationship with your dog. And so by understanding how we can start this off from day one, either that's day one with your new puppy or day one from a, um, right, this is now day one. I'm re-establishing my relationship with my dog. I'm going to make it predictable. I'm going to make it safe. I'm going to make it reliable. This is it. This is where we're going to start. So what this mini series is going to cover is classical conditioning, which is all about learning through reflexive, reflexive responses. So, you know, learning that um, when your dog's lead gets picked up, they get excited. You haven't taught them that. You haven't spent hours teaching them to be excited. They have just learned that when the lead gets picked up, they're going on a walk and it's really exciting going to look at operant conditioning which is the four quadrants so positive reinforcement positive punishment negative reinforcement and negative punishment what they are how they're used and which ones we prefer to use which are more ethical which have a high welfare standard we're going to look at the reasons why we love positive reinforcement i love positive positive reinforcement and i'm sure you do too i love it when um something goes well and i get to get a bottle of champagne that is positive reinforcement. I love it when um, I go to work and I get paid. That's positive reinforcement. I love it when I work really hard for an exam and I pass and then I get the goal job that I wanted. That's positive reinforcement. We love it. What we don't really love is the stick. So we don't really love the punishment element of it. We'd much prefer to give children reward charts and stickers rather than a smack or taking something away from them. We're going to go deep into why we don't love positive punishment and the fallout of it. We're going to look at learning theory in your day-to-day life with your dog. And we're going to look at this case study 
we're going to go into hopefully um, go into all of the nuts, nooks and crannies as to why this person chose the, the original trainer that they did, the fallout from that trainer and how everything's been turned around with some positive reinforcement. So who is this for? Well, I've hopefully this is for everyone. I've made the episodes user friendly. Although we go into quite um, technical topics, hopefully I've designed them so that they're completely understandable. You can listen to them while you're walking the dog, driving your car. You might, if you want to know loads about it, want to sit with a pen and paper if you're new to this topic and you want to understand it in greater depth. If you're thinking of becoming a dog trainer or early in your dog training career, this might just help to iron out any issues you have around which is classical conditioning, what is operant conditioning. It might be that you're a dog trainer and you just want a refresher. It might be that you're going up for an assessment soon and you just want to run through those core foundations again. And it might be for you if you're a horse rider or you have a cat. The principles of learning theory are for humans, cats, dogs, horses, dolphins, you name it. Any animal can be taught with these basic theories. So let's get started. Next week, we're going to get started on this mini series. We are going to start with the foundation of all learning, which is classical conditioning. So I'll see you then.